Greetings. You are listening to Legally Uncensored with your host, Demetria Graves, certified family law specialist and attorney in the Los Angeles area. And today we are talking about the impact of COVID on the family law court. So because this is my only field right now, um, there has definitely been a transition. As you can imagine, right? There's been a transition across the board, in my opinion, but the family court was forced to make a lot of changes in a very short period of time. And our supervising judge said it best recently when he told us, you know, we will never go back to pre-March 2020. And that's not to say that it's all bad. I think there have been a lot of positive changes that came about because the family court was forced to make some very hard decisions. So I wanted to talk about what was the protocol before in terms of filing documents to get into court, filing documents to start start a divorce, filing t- documents for custody and va- um, visitation, filing documents for child support what that looked like before and how it's been impacted and what you can expect moving forward and basically best practices to make sure that your matter is filed correctly. You have the appropriate mechanisms to appear. And then of course, how to obtain court records, court orders, and along those lines. So when the pandemic hit, the court was closed for three long weeks. That is a long time considering each family law court, at least in our central district, can have anywhere from 20 to 30 matters on calendar each day. So that meant all of those hearings were pushed out to some future date. And you can imagine what happens in in that scenario, right? Something's going to fall through the cracks. Everything was pushed aside. In most custody and visitation cases, the parties are required to go to mediation. All of those mediation appointments were pushed out as well. All hearings pushed out. Mediation was pushed out. There were no filings for those three weeks. The the, um, clerk's office was closed. No one can get orders. Nothing. So, of course, when the court opened, the the backlog with the, the hearings and the mediation, all of that being pushed back. And then all of the filings because of the impact of COVID of everything else from child support to custody and visitation to the breakdown of marital relationships, all of those filings were up in addition to restraining order cases. So before, right, the filing process was you either take the documents to the clerk's office at the courthouse, file the documents, you get a copy, get it filed. Most attorneys have process servers or when they were in court, they got the documents filed, that was done. Mediation, prior to COVID, calling it a mediation date or the mediation date was provided depending on on the hearing. In Los Angeles County, we primarily do mediation in terms of motions for custody and visitation. That is a requirement. Most parties have to attend mediation 
prior to having a hearing on custody and visitation. If a party needed to obtain an order, go to the records department, pull the order, that's done. And then in terms of communicating, at least for attorneys with the clerk or a party to the action, call the clerk, have a discussion, and that's done, right? That was kind of our process. There were challenges there because in terms of filing, the family court was working on ways to file electronically. We were working on that. Now, across the board, we'll talk about how that's happening. Um, so I will talk about how to do it now. What are some of the challenges that we're facing now? And then kind of the best practices. So now to file, you either can drop off documents at the court and they will be conformed and you can either pick them up or I believe they're sent back or you can make an appointment to get them. Um, you can now attend mediation via Zoom. So once the documents are filed, the mediation office emails the parties and, and schedules a Zoom mediation. The parties are now not required to go down to the courthouse to have mediation, but it's still happening right now. I think the biggest change that we have experiences in the manner in which we file documents and how we appear for hearings. So the court was working on ways to electronically file, but now we can fax file for attorneys. That's like a huge deal. And I I was, I, I can speak for my own experience before I would pay all this money, have a process server come and pick up all my documents and get it filed with the court. Now, so sorry for the process server, I mostly fax file the documents and get them and the court will then fax them back to me. So I know some process servers are probably hurting, but the court has made that the preferred way of filing. In terms of emergency hearings and family court, there are limited reasons to go to court on a emergency basis. The court has completely changed that process. You can now email your request for an ex party. Of course, get that to the other side. The court will email you back for the most part within the same day that you file that motion, the orders. So you no longer have to go to court, you know, wait around. The court sends that back to you. And it's my understanding that the court intends to keep that process for ex party filings. And I believe the tr- the same to be true for temporary restraining order cases, but for a full hearing on restraining order cases, then you either have to appear in court or I would talk about other ways that the court has allowed us to appear. So the biggest change I believe in family court is the new process to go to attend court hearings. It is recommended, at least for now, that the hearings take place on what we call now L.A. Court Connect. Before, there were some limited circumstances. The court would be okay with attorneys appearing telephonically, and we used at that time what's called court call. The court has now changed that, and we use a new platform called 
LA Court Connect. LA Court Connect, for the most part in family court, it's still only telephonic appearances. And in some instances, the court, depending on the department, will allow video conferencing. And depending on the hearing, and it's something you should probably talk to the clerk, the clerk of the court, about the best way to appear. If it's something like a review hearing or you're getting dates or something along those lines, I don't see an issue with a telephonic appearance. But if it's something more detailed, like a settlement conference or a more detailed custody and visitation hearing or something that um, requires a little more discussion than if it's available, then it might be more appropriate to do a video conference. What I love about this is one, for the most part, for, for the attorneys that do not appear, it gives us an opportunity to continue to move our cases forward and to continue to be safe at home, especially for attorneys that have underlining health conditions or, you know, um, have children or have parents that they care for or whatever, you know, life situations that may be happening. Clearly there are challenges, right? Um, which we will talk about. But what I also love about the new platform is if the attorney is the attorney of record on the case, instead of going to the clerk's office, pulling up a file, you now, if you sign up to this, the LA Court Connect service, you now have access to the full file. And I love that. (laughs) We did not have that before. Not just divorce filings, but also our custody and visitation matters, which we call paternity cases. So the attorneys have full access to the files, full access to every hearing, every mediation, everything that is coming up on the cases that the attorney is the attorney of record, meaning they are the designated attorney for that case. So I love reviewing that the court calendar or the documents that have been filed every week or have my staff review it every week to make sure we haven't missed anything, right? Because a lot of things right now can potentially, because I know the court is working really hard to make sure everything is running as smoothly as possible. But if anything has fell through the crack or we didn't receive notice or we didn't receive something, every single thing, even mediation is on the attorney's court calendar in LA Court Connect. So to me, that is a very, very positive change, right? Clients actually also save a little money in terms of the attorney is no longer traveling to court if they're using Court Connect. The fees are cheaper to appear on Court Connect than they were on our previous platform. And for the most part, the hearing is much shorter than if the attorney was required to go to court and just kind of wait around. So those, to me, are very, very positive changes. And going forward for hearings don't, that don't require a lot of discussion or argument, it would be cost-effective and um, a time-saver for attorneys to just appear on this platform instead of having to you know, go to court on those things. 
So what are some of the challenges that I've I've experienced or what I've seen or what I've discussed with my colleagues? So in terms of filing, because everyone is probably fax filing or, you know, remotely filing for the court, especially through attorneys, there's a huge backlog, right? Even if you get your documents filed on time, one, you might not get a response for about a week on average in terms of your documents were successfully submitted. And the issue comes is if there is a problem with the fax filing and you have to resubmit it, you know, then you may have missed a deadline, right? So that is a challenge. And I'm sure the court is going to find a way to kind of fix that. But that that is a challenge. What have I saw for mediation? The mediation department, just like filing, is very, very backed up. There are not a lot of people available to talk to the parties, which is probably the hardest because attorneys kind of know how to navigate that. But for the parties, you can sit on the phone for 30 minutes to an hour, or you might not even be able to get through for a day. And sometimes you do have to get through because you have to make sure you have the Zoom information um, to make sure that you do appear for your scheduled time if, if the mediation court has not reached out to you already. In terms of attending the hearings, what I've noticed is, you know, there's so many people on the phone. There's sometimes where you can't hear the court or there's so much noise because some people just don't mute their phone or whatever the situation is. So you're always going to have those type of orders. I mean, those type of, those type of issues. And then also getting an order, let's say you're not part of LA court connect and you need a pass order. You have to get some documents to a new attorney or whatever the situation may be. You have to make an appointment to pick up orders or post orders and things like that. So there can be a delay in that regard. And in terms of communicating now what the court did, because of course there's an increased desire for people to ask questions or get status on different matters. The court had to hire basically a call center to help to assist with the amount of calls that they received. So sometimes you might believe you're talking to the clerk of your case, but you're actually talking to a um, service. So if there's something particular to a case that's coming up or you have a particular question about your case, you might want to ask, am I talking to the clerk of the court? If not, they will send a message to the court. You might have to call back or they might be able to get you a message right away. So those are some of the challenges, but like all of us, as we try to navigate everything that's going on, all the changes that are going on, the family court is doing the same thing. So the LA Court Connect project, I I believe that, you know, they were working on getting us electronic filing and that sort of thing. So they were forced to put this together very, very fast. But because I keep talking about it, as you see, I I do enjoy that better. I think it narrows down a lot of what us attorneys have to do in one platform, which is very helpful.
So I do want to talk to you now as we understand that we're never going back to the old way. Well, I won't say old way, but how we did things prior to March of 2020. We're not going back to that. So what are the best practices moving forward to make sure your your case runs as smoothly as it possibly can going forward, understanding that the court was will probably be backlogged for a little while and the court is still trying to figure it out. So for starters, I would say pack your patience. The days, at least for now, of getting a court case within 30 to 45 days, unfortunately, until the court um, can handle the backlog, that probably won't happen. You will most likely get a court date within, I would say, three to four months. And that, of course, excludes ex parte and restraining order hearings. So pack your patience. When you file your documents, if you think, you know, it's too close to the deadline or you have concerns about that, consider dropping off the document yourself at court or have a process serving company do that for you because the documents dropped off tend to be processed a little faster because of obvious reasons than the documents that are fax filed. If you have a mediation coming up, because as I mentioned, for the most part, the courts will not hear custody and visitation matters unless you attended mediation. And again, that's in LA County. Not all counties are that way or have a different process for how they handle mediation. You want to make sure that you've had communication with the mediation offices. Yes, it it presents some challenges. So I would say call at least, if you haven't heard, from the media mediation office one week prior, make sure that you call and have the Zoom information available to you at least a week in advance, right? Because if you start calling a week in advance, you might have to call a couple of days after that, but you're not panicking because you waited to the day before. So if you haven't heard from the mediation office, try to start calling a week before and make sure you are prepared to proceed in that way. And do not miss your mediation appointment because that can definitely postpone your hearing and cause more delays than I'm sure you don't want in addition to what we're already experiencing. So when you attend the hearing on, let's start first with Court Connect. So if you appear via Court Connect, please understand that when you appear you're appearing with everyone else that's appearing on Court Connect. So you're not placed in the private room or private area. Everyone's on on at one time. So you're basically an open court. So as soon as you come on, you will be placed on hold. You won't go into the Court Connect right away unless the court is checking everyone in. So you'll be placed on hold. When the clerk comes on, be sure to wait until your case is called. Because what typically happens is everyone is saying, hello, hello, hello. The court knows that you're there. So just give them a minute to check you in. They'll call your case. You'll be checked in and put your phone back on mute. I've heard all kinds of conversations going, you know, doing open court because people forget to mute their phones. Once you were checked in, 
The court will most likely put all the calls back on mute. But again, even on mute, you're on mute with everyone that's waiting for their case to be called. So for me, the best practice is to keep your phone on mute until you are called. If you have counsel, an attorney, make sure that they have a way to text you or get in contact with you should there be questions prior to the hearing or while the hearing is in session. And then once your hearing is called, for the most part, if you have an attorney, allow your attorney to do the talking unless the court specifically asks you a question. Also, you can't have crosstalk with your lawyer in open court because everyone can hear your hearing. If you, uh, um, if you decide to appear in person, know that you, of course, have to wear a mask. It is discouraged that you bring anyone with you unless they're going to be a witness to the action and you will most likely have to sit socially distanced outside until your matter is caught with the face mask, of course. So you're going to have to make the decision if you appear in person. And of course, that's going to depend on the matter or if it's more beneficial for you to appear on Court Connect. If you need to communicate with the clerk, as I mentioned, make sure that you're talking to the clerk if it's something pressing or leave a detailed message and you might have to call back on that. Getting orders. So once the court makes an order on your matter, if your attorney is has access to LA Court Connect, they will be able to see the minute order in that platform. Otherwise, if possible, sometimes the clerks, if there's attorneys on both sides, may email the order to both parties, or you might have to Um, make an appointment to get the order if you're not represented by counsel. So if possible, I typically ask if the order can be emailed. That's not always um, available. So I sometimes just go wait and get the order on Court Connect. If I see that the order is not available within a week, 10 days, and of course I have to follow up and make sure that that gets done, right? And then also, I'm trying to make sure I have everything that you have for best practices. The the main thing is make sure you're following all the deadlines and guidelines, because if you have to have anything postponed, just know you're looking at at least three for sometimes five months, depending on the order of priority of how the court hears the cases. um, Domestic violence is first, then custody and um, visitation, then support orders, then property issues. So depending on what your matter is, you want to make sure you are prepared and not missing any deadlines because you may have to come back months, months, months down the line. And I know we all don't want to do that. Another big change are what we call mandatory settlement conferences. So before your case ends, the court really likes to see that the parties have tried really, really hard to settle their cases before it goes to what we call a trial. Very, very few cases in family court go to trials. But with the mandatory settlement conference, you sit with, well, you don't sit, you appear in front of a judicial officer who attempts to try to help you resolve the case. 
And hearing her speak recently, she said something that kind of stuck with me, which I try to do, but it is important. Make it as easy to sum it up what she said, make it as easy as possible for the court to help you settle your case. So if there's attorneys on both sides, make sure the attorneys are talking beforehand so both parties can articulate for the court what the issues are. Not, you know, the disputes between the parties, not why the parties don't like each other, but what does the court need to resolve? Resolve. And that way, if the court can resolve it, they can go issue by issue and get get you out of there. Um, otherwise, you're spending all this time trying to uncover the issues. I, I, I believe both counsel would look way more prepared and it would go way more smoothly that way. In terms of appearing for a mandatory settlement conference, that court does allow the parties to appear by video. And sometimes that's helpful in the settlement conference because everyone can see each other. If that's not possible for whatever reason, the court also allows us to appear telephonically. But for that matter, because you're trying to settle the case so you don't have to be in this system right now, then the best thing to do is be as prepared as possible, which means if there's property, make sure there's appraisals there. Make sure the parties have talked about what's going to happen if the parties parties differ in terms of their appraised values of the house. If there's support issues, make sure the parties are talking about, okay, this is what we think it is. This is what the other party thinks it is. So there's discussion. You want to be prepared. So with all of that said, yes, there has been a lot of changes in family court, some good, some challenging, but we're all doing the best that we can. The best thing is to make sure that you are most prepared, most aware, um, and you're doing what you need to do to make sure that there are no challenges in your case. Okay. So I am Demetria Graves. I can be found on all social media platforms at Legally Uncensored. And until you listen again, thank you. Thank you.